Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them because of who their parents are. Look, that's not exactly what Shakespeare wrote in The Twelfth Night, Jesse, but it works pretty well for this podcast. Welcome to The Nepo Baby, the podcast where we dive deep into the lives of the world's most famous and privileged kids. We get into the nitty-gritty details that nobody asked for, but everybody secretly wants to hear. Now, today's episode is about an indie Gen Z girly who went from relatively unknown to Little Women and Stranger Things. You may know her by her mum and dad, but she is an acting and singing in her own right. Phenomenon. <laughs> the playing field is not. Like you get that access way. that other the people don't have. Today on Nepo Baby, we are discussing Maya Hawk. Ooh. First impressions, Jesse? Um just that her parents are beautiful. Stunning. Yeah. They're two very gorgeous people. Yeah. I have placed a photo in front of Jesse of both the parents when they were little babies. Little babies. And also a young picture of Maya Hawk, just to be like, look how similar they look. Yeah, she <laughs> is not adopted. I'll say that. No. Much. She looks like both of them. Hannah Montana, best of both worlds going Seriously. on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask you, Jesse, at the top of this episode though, before we get into the nitty-gritty as promised. How's the hens on the weekend? Oh, it's great. Congratulations, <laughs> Sinead. Shout out Sinead and Kirk. Um, it was good. I, yeah, was doing a lot of bad karaoke. Mm, so there's no such thing. If I sound a little vocal fry, I'm not trying to be cool. I just, my voice is just She's just, just a raspy <laughs> girl. She feels deeply. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be good, good ASMR. We are, of course, here on Nepo Baby, unveiling the real stories behind nepotism's next generation. My name is Monica Reed. if you haven't heard it a million times. <laughs> I am a creative producer with a background in performing arts and a morbid fascination with pop culture. My name is Jessie Miles. I work in media advertising. I've got a creative arts background and I grew up reading Vanity Fair as soon as I could read. Jesse, I have a confession to make. Go on. We screwed up the rating system. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we got it right for the first episode. So we got it right for Brooklyn Beckham. Okay, so what is the um, ratings? What is the, so talk we, me through it. We were meant <laughs> to be doing a one to eight. Okay. And the lowest numbers, so like your, your one, I suppose. As in like the worst Nepo baby. Number one, yeah. for example, would be like your most – uh, arrogant, yeah. privileged. Okay, sure. Everything on a silver one spoon. One is bad. One is bad. Yes, sure. Yes. So one being the worst. Eight being eight be- your being favorite. the best. Yeah. The like self-made queens and kings of this world. Yeah, it's um, not their fault. They're nipper babies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. it's not their fault. It's not their yeah. fault. They just fell into this. Sorry for being born. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but the issue that we have, we were rating out of ten. Weren't okay. We? <laughs> okay. We were rating out of ten. Silly goose. So where are we at? What's the scoreboard? Mom? So I did go back. Do some girl math. I do edit the podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. I do edit this Don't podcast. Tell everyone. But I had to, obviously I was listening to it and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I've made a grave error. Uh, so I've got the ratings here just as a reminder for everyone. This is going to be a long introduction episode, obviously, but you need to know. The rankings that we've had so far, yep. Jesse, and this right. is with the uh, going back and being like, okay, so if 10 
wasn't involved, yep. what is the new ranking? Sure. So this is it. This okay. is Bible. Here we like go. Like the Kardashians Here would say. <laughs> Brooklyn Beckham, I put at three. Yeah. You put at five. Okay, yeah. I feel like we were both relatively okay with that one. Yeah. Hayley Bieber, I put at two. Being good. Oh, no, being bad. Being bad. 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 bad one is bad. One is bad. Yeah, bad <laughs> one boy. is bad. One is bad. Okay. You put at four. Okay. I know. Bizarre Weird from of me. You. Yeah, bizarre from you. <laughs> Did you edit uh, that? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Four. Um, Maud was our next episode, episode number three. Yeah. I put it eight and you put it eight. Nice. We love Morty. We love Morty. When you said eight is the best, I was thinking in my head, God, like, I, hope I, put, I hope I put Morty. <laughs> uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yes. Chalamet. Chalamet. I get it wrong every time. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Mm-hmm. It's French. God. Um, I put it seven. You put it six. Okay. And today's episode, dot, yeah. dot, dot. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> TBC. Nice. All right. Thank you for persisting through our long-winded episode preamble. Let's get on with the episode. Uh, We are going to start where all good things start. Obviously, we've got to go back to the very beginning where all the good things happen and talk about the parents. Yes. Before we get into it, I want to do a little tiny preamble on Maya, obviously. She was born on the 8th of July, 1998 in New York City, New York, USA, making her 25 years old. Nice. Uh, before we go into the rise to fame, the eventual career in performing arts, we do need to go back to the root of the problem and discuss the parents. <laughs> Maya Hawke's parents are Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. Genetic lottery. Huge. Yeah. Like two so well-known. Yeah. The 90s were screaming. like, I And mean, also like two very angular people. Oh, just like beautiful people. Yeah. Like, I mean, and beautiful in different ways. Yeah. I think. He's quite like gritty. Yes. He's got soul, you yes. know. Whereas she's angular and quite like angelic. She's like not of this world. Yeah. yeah. She is a bit alien Yeah. Well, Jesse, I've got some things to tell you about them. Hit me. Uma is a former model and actress best known for Kill Bill and yes. Pulp Fiction. Yes. Maybe a bit of Gattaca in there as well. There it is. (laughs) Ethan is also an actor, shock horror, best known for his role in Dead Poets Society and Gattaca. Uma and Ethan met on the set of Gattaca in 1996. Cute. They were married for seven years before a separation in 2003 and an eventual divorce in 2005. Okay. So they are divorced now. They're divorced. They both have other partners now. Sure. Sad. And We're not going to get into it. It's too nitty-gritty, okay? Is Maya the only No, she one? does have other siblings. Okay. She's got two brothers, I believe. Okay. But we're not going down that rabbit hole because we're talking about Maya. Yeah, who cares about them? <laughs> they're bo- I think they're both actors, actually. I don't care. I, <laughs> I don't care for it. <laughs> um, another little fun fact. On her father's side, so on Ethan's side, uh, her great-great-grandniece – Sorry, Maya is the great great grandniece ah, yes. of playwright Tennessee Williams. Oh, you're joking. I'm not. Oh, that's really cool. That's huge. I feel like you could stand on that alone, right? You don't need the other two famous ones. You could just be like, do you know who I'm the great, great grandniece of? This has single-handedly warped my perception of Maya and I don't even know anything about it. That blew me away. I was like, is that real? Wow. But, I mean, I choose to believe. Oh, my 
God, I, I mean, love I, I'm, this. I don't think I'm even able to fact check that. It goes back too far. But like, wow. I love it. Huge if true. Huge if true. Yeah. I'm believing it. I'm going to start saying that about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the great, great grandniece. Yeah. Um, now, and on her mother's side, another little flex, she's the granddaughter. Yeah, just granddaughter. That's I was ready to say great. She's the granddaughter of Buddhist scholar Robert A.F. Thurman and model Nina von – this is going to be a tricky one – Nina von Schielenbrug. Wow. Pretty famous model, I believe. Okay. Yeah. A model and a Buddhist, did you and say? And a Buddhist, yeah. Buddha, what a Buddhist scholar. Yeah, I don't mm. know. Well, they're both peaceful and beautiful. True. They both appreciate beauty. <laughs> That's right. Got it. <laughs> worldly beauty you yeah. know uh now before uma and ethan split up they did have their first child shakara maya in 1998 welcome welcome to the world <laughs> nepo baby <laughs> now up next we're going to be talking about her early life and the connection she made Maya was born on the 8th of July in 1998 in New York City. Maya struggled initially through her schooling, so in her primary years, due to being dyslexic. Uh, She was reportedly bullied for reading at a lower level than her peers, which is quite sad. So she changed schools quite a lot. Maya attended several schools before finally enrolling in St. Anne's, which is an independent school that prides themselves on being free-thinking, systematically asymmetric. What do you think that means, Josie? What the heck? I don't know. It's giving very it like independent. Rich. It sounds yeah. expensive is what it means. I did check out the school's website. Uh, it does seem that it's like they're a bit like um, free love. Montessori. And, um, yes. Yeah. Very Montessori and also like no grades. Yeah. No uniforms, no grades. Everybody's yeah. a bit like numbers are colours and feelings. Learn if you want to. I love that. We love reading, but no if worries you if don't. <laughs> exactly. You don't like maths? Don't do it. Neither do I. Hate it. <laughs> love your parents. Not today. Woo. Love Tennessee. <laughs> I was a big fan of Tennessee. <laughs> okay. In high school, she attended LaGuardia High School of Performing Arts in New York City. Sound familiar, Jesse? <gasps> it sure does. Is that Mr. Timothy Chalamet? Timothy. Oh. Timothy. And Anstral Urgut. <laughs> and Urgut. Yeah. Exactly. It was a, obviously a bit of a flex uh, performing arts high school. Wow, huge. Um, now, during high school, Maya began her modelling career. And here we have it. Here we are. Another baby model. Straight away. She modeled for All Saints in 2016 at 18 years old. I I believe it was 17, 18. It was like in the Mm -hmm. summer. Okay. Um, And she started one of several phases in a video campaign for Calvin Klein's underwear range directed by Sophia Coppola in – am I saying that right? Coppola. Coppola. Sophia Coppola in 2017. She then went on to star in several editorial shoots for Vogue. And wow. we're back. And we're back. Wow. <laughs> now, I believe there's a little comment that I've um, popped on your sheet there, Jesse, about how she felt about her modeling career. You're right. I've got a little quote here. So she said, I've never been interested in a career in modeling. I was interested in, in my independence. When I was in school, modeling was what I needed to reach independence without having to leave. Nice. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was just so stunningly beautiful that people wanted to hire me for modelling. I mean, I just read a lot of books, but <laughs> here we are. Shame I was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> ugly and my short. Face. Oh, <laughs> ugly and 
the worst, the worst combination. Shugly. <laughs> Shugly. Short 100%. And I mean, at least, I mean, I'm still short, but I like to think I'm not super ugly Mon- now. Relax. You are neither. Okay? Thank you. You're she's, tutiful. She's Poor grown beautiful. into her head finally. <laughs> very funny now i think i also left jesse a comment on there about how she felt about being a nepo baby too yeah i've got it right here she says i'm not interested in hiding from the fact that my parents are actors i'm proud of them it's very ordinary to pursue a career that your parents do but when it's in the public eye it becomes a complicated thing Mm, interesting i like that she's proud of her parents she's proud and she's not like shying away from it which i think a lot of nepid babies love to shy away from the fact their parents were famous yeah i think i think it's nice and you know haven't heard anything bad so far so i'm gonna go with good on you a-okay with me approved (laughs) tick to proceed yeah um Maya has said that both her parents were hesitant to encourage her into a career in the arts. What did she have to say on that subject? She said they were wary of the public life side of acting and the difficulties of that. They also tried to protect me from falling into acting. So this is Maya speaking to The Guardian in 2021. She says they wanted to ensure I had a strong enough backbone, my own passion for it and work ethic. They didn't want me to cart along every red carpet or have to do bit parts in their movies. Once I was old enough and it was clear they were my choices, they were very supportive. Sounds really grounded. It is grounded, yeah. isn't it? Grounded of the parents. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they tried to keep her away from it as long as possible. I yeah. mean, 18 is not super young to be starting a modelling career either. No, I think it's really measured of them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, she obviously went to all the right schools and did all the right things and was obviously in plays and around the scene in that way when she was young. Oh, but she's got strict on desire in her blood. That's right. <laughs> you can't stop something like that, Mon. <laughs> That's right. You gotta. Gotta be a Tennessee woman. Forget her parents. <laughs> Forget her parents. <laughs> Uma who? Uma who exactly? Yeah. Ethan, huh? <laughs> Um, it's interesting that you say that though, Jesse, because she teased in that same interview in People in 2021 that she'd be willing to inherit her mother's iconic role if there was to be a Kill Bill 3. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Exactly. kind of fun. I mean, if friend of the family, little Quentin. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Friend of the fam. Great. Crazy. But I mean, good on her if she's like, oh, I'm open to the role, but... You know, we'll see kind of thing. Yeah, if acting was your passion and you were offered something that iconic, of course. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's not to say she didn't train because she also took part in summer studies at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts, RADA. RADA. In RADA, London. <laughs> RADA. 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 <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. Uh, and the renowned Stella Adler Studio of Acting in New York, Huge. which is pretty impressive. Okay, two massive names. Mm-hmm. And then she attended the Performing Arts School at Juilliard for one year. Okay. Okay, she's been absolutely everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So she actually applied to Juilliard with a monologue that she made about something that we're going to talk about later in the episode. So I don't want to give too much away, but she wrote the monologue based off this character that will reappear later down the track. My pupils are dilated. Keep (laughs) it in mind, okay? I'm way too. As soon as you said Tennessee, I'm like, wow, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, just very interesting. And I also admire and also fear the people that write their 
own monologues. That was funny of you, admire. Admire. I like that. Um, Yes, no, me too. It is risky. Super risky. However, I'm not related to anyone that like changed the landscape (laughs) of playwriting. Theatre could not. (laughs) Yeah. She actually dropped out of Juilliard. I told you, she only attended Juilliard for a year, right? Yeah. So she dropped out of Juilliard. She would have completed the program, but she had to drop out because she got a role that she could not turn down. Sure. That role, Jessie, was in the BBC version of Little Women. Oh, wow. Pretty crazy. Beautiful. Just wild. So now that we've teased one of her big roles, the first role that she got out of drama school, let's get into it. The next phase of Maya Hawke's life we're calling multiple big breaks. The big break or multiple big breaks, okay. Jessie. Little Women, as we teased, the BBC version. She played Joe March. Oh, she was. I was just about to ask which one because, like, some women are bigger than others in that. Exactly. Movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. The She's sister the one. that dies, for yeah. example. Yeah, Beth. <laughs> Don't R. even know her name. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Beth. Um, yeah, we okay, have. Huge. We've already revealed that Maya dropped out of Juilliard to take up her role in the BBC's Little Women in 2017. Obviously a very good choice for her career-wise, but why do you think that it sort of got um, a bit lost along the way, do you think? In regards to the... The landscape. Do you remember this at the time? No. Or a couple of years after is a little hint? No. Well, I will reveal. Okay. <laughs> I tried to hint On you into it. In 2019, so two years after, it basically would have been probably about a year after by the time the BBC was fully out and everything. Yeah. Um, the movie oh, adaptation. I was, no, I was going to say that and then I psyched myself <laughs> out. You're just cheating. Because I was like, is it, the, is it, is it Greta? Is yeah, it Greta going ruining it everything? Greta. I was like, surely you know this. Surely you rushed no, to the cinema like I did. I rushed with my grandma. Yeah, yeah, I loved that film. It was beautiful. But it did overshadow poor old Maya. I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even realise there was a, BBC. That's right, a blip. Yeah. It was a blip. Wow. And it was a star-studded cast. Oh, my God. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy, once again. So Ronan. And Maya's thinking, could have been me. Yeah. Well, it was her. Ouch. Just on the telly. Just on the telly it was. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> Never sounded more bogan. Wow. <laughs> um, they did, however, in Little Women, I just want to go back for a second, they did film out in Ireland, which I think would have been a really cool experience for her, yeah. given this was her first professional role. Oh, my God. So, yeah. so you're lucky. not being like, whatever. Like, I still got to do some really cool things. Yeah. I got to experience, like, a real-life set as yeah. well. So I don't think she was too disappointed about it. Now, her next role was called Lady World in 2018, which looks like a bit of a low-budget thriller. Um, it, it was giving, from the trailer that I watched today, um, a bit of a devised theatre vibe. But you and I kind of love our low-budget thrillers. I do. So <laughs> it's true. We've been I on was a few like, thriller dates now. I was like, I would be in this. Yeah. Like, I would be yeah. like, this would be the project that I'd be like, yeah, I'm really passionate about it. It's really gritty. It's really like, wow, it's going to blow people's minds. Um yeah. Okay, fun. <laughs> Devised theatre. I do have a little, a short part of the trailer for you just to say before we move on to this clip. It has two stars on IMDb and I feel that IMDb is usually quite generous with their stars. Okay. So here we go. I'm ready. There 
is no man. I know what he's thinking. She's brainwashing them. I know what he wants. You are a bad leader, and we were never friends. We hate you. 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 No one needs to be in charge when everyone has a knife. going crazy what did you think jesse listen like i'm a huge fan of camp cinema and i that looked really fun to me yeah i'd have people over and watch that you know what vibe it gives like i, I can imagine in that sort of like executive boardroom yeah. someone selling this film it's like the female lord of the flies oh Do you yeah. know what i mean it's that it looks like gossip girl meets crucible yes yeah. good one you can come into the boardroom yeah <laughs> Like a very bad version of The Virgin Suicides. Yes. I loved The Virgin, virgin Suicides. Virgin Suicides, but Sophia Coppola had a cold that day. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, just get it done. Hurry just up. Just finish it. Yeah. Just get the the makeup team, can't make it, but just do something. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. terrible. Anyway, I quite enjoyed that. Okay. Um, in 2019, her next role, she was on season three of Stranger Things. Oh, fun. Yeah. She okay. played Robin Buckley. Do you remember this? Did you? Were you a Stranger Things girl? I... Um, I think I saw the first season. Yeah, I kind of so, dropped off. Yeah, I dropped off. But yeah. is this when it gets like fully, fully 80s? Like it gets really like there's perms and stuff. Yeah, it was very 80s. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, something I did like about her character, mm-hmm. um, Grounded. Nice. Okay. And she also like her storyline was very different, okay. I would say, for that time. So her character comes out in the oh, season. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is like pretty different. And also like being set in the 80s, I feel yeah. like that's quite great to put someone on screen in such a popular show. Probably more shocking than the aliens yeah, for the yeah. 80s. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think she did a really good job in that role. It was very grounded and very truthful. Um, I do have a small clip to show you yes, as please. well. But I'm not like your other friends. And I'm not like Nancy Wheeler. Robin, that's exactly why I like you. Do you remember what I said about Click's class? About me being jealous and, like, obsessed? Yeah. It isn't because I had a crush on you. It's because she wouldn't stop staring at you. Mrs. Click? Tammy Thompson. I wanted her to look at me. But she couldn't pull her eyes away from you and your stupid hair. And I didn't understand because you would get bagel crumbs all over the floor. And you asked dumb questions and you were a douchebag. And and you didn't even like her. And I would go home and just scream into my pillow. Tammy Thompson's a girl. Steve. Yeah? Oh. Oh. What did you think, Jesse? I think it was great. I, I think, think it's really powerful, She's right? got like a bit of a ScarJo um, yes. husk to her, I think. She does. Yeah. Yes. The same like lilt. Same. Mm. Um, yeah similar but you know i thought she did a really beautiful job mm. and i f- it, i think it feels like beyond her years a bit 
as well. Like yeah. she, it's very she grounds it. You're right. It's kind of like what you were saying earlier about like how it's such a surreal sort of series, but she has a really um, earthy kind of take on it. Mm. She, like everything she does seems really truthful. Yeah. Um, whether that's like, you know, she sees herself in the character or she sees the character um, in herself. <laughs> Deep. Um, it's really good. But, yeah, I feel like she does have a truthfulness to that sort of thing that is sort of like beyond its time and beyond its beyond her years, which is really interesting. To she me. made, I think she's one of those people watching where like she made me believe her scene partner more as well yes yeah you know like because she was really listening and reacting i was like oh yeah maybe i do care about him and gave that opportunity for him to be funny yes as well like that real like oh this is really tense and really awkward yeah and then he just brings the levity to it yeah so that she's able to sort of like break i suppose yeah it was nice really beautiful Really good acting in that scene good too. Good acting, Maya. Happy for them. Approved. <laughs> Approved. <laughs> um, her next role was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uncle Quinty. Yeah. Okay. He's back. Family He's friend. He's back, baby. Um, in 2019. Was she, she in that? Yeah. She played a flower child or flower child, I believe was the role, oh. um, which is part of the Manson family cult members. Oh, one of you the remember? Girls? Yeah, when Brad Pitt goes to the place and there's like 50 the, 11 girls yeah and like look i was like what did she play in this i don't i remember lena it. dunham spoke as one of them yes and then it was margaret qualley yes. i think was another one yes but i didn't and know the, all the other ones were she rich definitely and famous. was there <laughs> okay. and I, I don't think she was the only nepo baby so i would say not fun fact if lena and margaret are there there's probably heaps more that's exactly oh it. fun okay that's anyway cool. i just thought that was a fun little aside yeah. and um you know Uncle no, Quinty helping out again. <laughs> um, she was then in Mainstream, which is in 2019, which was like a bit of a film that was a comment on internet culture. Okay. Uh, it starred that guy, Andrew. Andrew nice. Garfield. Gosh, I, that was going to bother me. I was like, <laughs> why didn't I write it down? Weird. Starred him and it was very much like, a you know, stunts and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, ooh, here's a bit of a comment okay. happening here. Fun. Interesting film. I don't think it did particularly well, but a cool thing to have on the resume. Getting paid, get a credit. That's right. Yeah. Nice credit. Um, her next film was called Do Revenge. It was on Netflix. Okay. And this was in 2022. Do you remember this? No. Not at all. Do Revenge. Yeah, Do Revenge. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, Netflix film. Okay. It um, Definitely one of her more mainstream sort of roles I would say okay bit of a step in the you know common vernacular sort of areas nice (laughs) and this was co-starring um Camilla Mendez who's from Riverdale yeah okay can you you. picture we can picture she is yes so uh, a little bit more of a move to the center for her from her art housey stuff yeah so I think a good move for her we've gone commercial we've gone electric um, her next film was Wildcat in 2023. Now, this film was produced by Maya with the help of her father's production company. Wow. Produced by her. Yeah. Massive step. Yeah. Okay. We have gone corporate. A little bit of help from Father Bear, though. Thank you. A little bit of help from Father Bear. Thank so you. she pitched this film, Wildcat, which is about Flannery O'Connor. Now, I told Do-do. you. 
I told you about this before. You so Flannery, foreshadowed it. Yes. You did. You did. Flannery O'Connor is a gothic writer. Okay. Yeah. So she died when she was like 39 or something. So right. a writer. She's a real person, sorry. Yes. That's what yes, you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. This so isn't just from my brainstorm. Sort of like a like bit of a biopic sort of vibe. Okay. Um, yeah. So a bit of a fangirl. Mm-hmm. Maya was a bit of a fangirl of Flannery O'Connor. So this is fanfic. Basically. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> What if I was Flannery? (laughs) Okay, so basically she did her monologue to get into Juilliard. As Flannery? Yes. So Uh, she wrote the monologue. She was like fascinated by this woman, this gothic writer. Sure. Um, 1940s, I'm going to say, as a guess. Okay. Don't come for me. Um, (laughs) Anyway, and then years and years later, obviously, we're now in 2022. Yep or thereabouts, she pitches it to her dad's production company, which is called Under the Influence. So good old Ethan Hawke is like, you know what? You You, you are my daughter. You are (laughs) A, my daughter, and B, have been obsessed with this woman for your entire life. Um, But he's also in that sort of space where he loves a little biopic. He loves like a an indie vibe. Yeah, Yeah. it's an indie sort of vibe. Before sunset, all that. That's it. He loves an indie production. And so it was like, you know what? Let's fund it. <laughs> Here's $20. So this was uh, um, the only, and not the only, but like the first time that a question mark came up for me in her career. I was like, ooh. The, produ- uh, the Nepo stuff is strong now. Yeah, it yeah. is. And I'm a yeah. bit disappointed because I was like until now, I was like, oh, yeah, like she's she's got roles and stuff, but she's relatively like a small player in these things. Yeah. And she's deserved them, you know. Like yes. whilst the door was probably, you know, left open just a crack for mm-hmm. the daughter of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. Yes, to get A, an agent, and B, in the audition room, like you can't get those roles without being talented. Yeah, So I do think she has talent. Yeah. But this. Huge, huge. It also premiered at the Toronto Film Festival. So another big get. Yeah. I I would assume off the back of being represented by something like Under the Influence, the production company. Youngest producer ever? And maybe question mark question mark question mark maybe mm. not sure okay. didn't come up in the research sure <laughs> <laughs> they put her age up for the credits yeah look she said to variety about this role that she was initially really shy early on in her career but taking this role now felt right to her okay so she's built up her confidence yeah yeah she's got a bit of a um, body of work behind her that's right I mean and I do think that is true yep Ethan was also involved in this interview good little get for variety there yes um and he said that basically the reason she could take the leading role in this film and still be part of the production team is that she did have the body of work behind her so it's like okay she's not getting it for no reason yeah it just it does raise the question as to whether anybody else with the same body of work perhaps would be given the same opportunity. I mean, definitely not. Yeah. But also <laughs> I think I mean, really similar to Morty. Yeah. She is um focused on something she's passionate about. True. She's not doing it in Brooklyn and being like, I am Le Chef now. I and am just a like chef and pulling a out burgers and toast. You know, True. like I True. think she's got um something that's a bit more streamlined that she's put a lot of like energy into. 
Yes. I Even do believe though, yes, that to be true. So much help from my parents, obviously. But look, that was the first thing that came up for me that I was like, oh. Yeah, same. It's producing not great. Is cr- it's crazy. Producing is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Given she has no producing credits. <laughs> None. <laughs> um, her last name. That's none. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, now, her next film was Asteroid City in 2023. Do you okay. remember this? I've Wes Anderson. I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. ScarJo. Yes. Two I was just husky about to say queens. That. I was just going to say <gasps> dramatic comedy starring our queen, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Pretty cool film to get. Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, I haven't seen it, to mm. be honest. I actually haven't seen but it. But Wes Anderson, I, massive. But I feel like to have a Wes Anderson film on your CV is yeah. like, wow. Tarantino. Pretty exciting. Anderson. Yeah. She played the school teacher in this. Oh, nice. It was a pretty small cast, really. So pretty okay. cool to get a role like that for her. Yeah, fun. Um, and still so young. So, yeah. so young. So she's like just gone 25. And fresh point. out of her corporate role and pro- <laughs> as a producer. It's <laughs> so, crazy. So busy. Yeah, this is all 2023, which is pretty nuts to me. Wild. Um, next in the line of credits, The Kill Room in 2023 as well, alongside her mum. She's busy. Mm-hmm. The Kill Room. The Kill Room. It's about sort of like um, like an art dealer meets a drug dealer. It's a bit like it's um, dramatic comedy. Okay. And she actually commented on this saying that it's the first time that she's seen her mum sort of do more comedy stuff for some reason. Like she'd do comedy and for some reason the project would fall down and it wouldn't really? see the light of day. Yeah, interesting. I thought and she she's was funny in Kill Bill. I feel she, like she is, is funny. Yeah. That's mean to your mum, Maya. Yeah, and yeah. she was like, oh, you know, like this is the first time I've actually seen it sort of like come through and she's really funny. Like she's really funny in her life so I'm glad that this like worked out for her. If my daughter turns 25 and is like, yeah, my mum's actually funny, who knew? I'd be furious. <laughs> I think she more meant that the projects never saw the light of day so other people didn't know she was funny, but I, I don't no, know. true. I don't know what the implication was there, actually. Poor know, spin, Maybe a bit of shade. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, the film received a bit of criticism for underdeveloped characters. All, all round? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just like across the board. Yeah. Um, but I'm not even sure that this film was available in Australia. I was about so, to say I've never yeah, heard of it. I researched it like lightly because i was like oh i mean like where can i see it what streaming services is it on yeah. did it have a cinema release no cinema release yeah can't find it on a streaming service like you can only find it on like amazon prime which to me is like i'm not gonna pay another no. 20 bucks to watch one film no thank you no okay. sorry i mean sponsor us amazon if you want to <laughs> <laughs> yes i'll take it back sir. um but, yeah, just really interesting given it was like – it seemed like a pretty big film. Mm. Samuel L. Jackson is in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's like the – They put him in an underwritten character? Rude. <laughs> I won't hear it. <laughs> Maybe not him. Maybe yeah, just not air across the board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not his fault. Um, look, he, she's got a long, long list of credits. I couldn't go through all of them, but I picked out my favourites, obviously. Sure. There were a few more and we obviously spoke about the main ones. Um, but she's – Obviously had a lot of credits. Her yeah. big break portion was massive. Several. Several big breaks, like you said. Several several big breaks. Didn't lie. Um and look, for a girl that had her breakout role at eighteen, she's gave she's gaining traction really quickly. Yeah. Definitely. And I think, you know, um, I know a lot of actors talk about if they go behind the camera and like maybe in a 
in a producing role, she's got that extra experience now. Totally. And yeah. I mean, she has hinted that she wants to direct in the future as well. And I don't doubt that she will. She'll probably do it this year. I'm she's sure busy she will. <laughs> well, Jesse, we've got a lot more to discuss. This next phase of Maya Hawke's life is going to be called the music phase. So no, Jesse, it wasn't enough to just star in films and television shows. Maya is truly an overachiever. Okay. Hate, hate, hate. (laughs) This phase is called the music phase. She launched her music career where she released two albums, one called Blush in 2020 and the second called Moss in 2022. Both albums are popping off on Spotify. Her new single, now I'm going to get this pronunciation wrong, is called Therese. It's French. Okay. Did I get that, do you think? That sounds nice. I can't get Chamolet, so. (laughs) (laughs) Chamolet. Get it wrong every time. Are you doing it for clickbait? No, (laughs) I just can't say it. I just can't say (laughs) it. It's actually an illness. Um, Look, it has almost 22 million plays, this song. What? Which is crazy, right? I thought that was crazy. On Spotify, 22 million. Is it her parents? Maybe. (laughs) Stream. (laughs) The people I hate listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She has... Forty, sorry, five hundred and forty thousand monthly listens as an artist as well wow. on Spotify, okay, so which I feel like is a lot. That's that's a hell of a lot. That's significant. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm not comparing it to anyone, but no. I feel like that's significant. Yeah, I feel like if I was an artist, I'd probably have like two. I'd be stoked with two. I'd be like, whoa, I have a fam. Imagine two people it's in this room my mom. right now. <laughs> Huge. So the style of her music is like an indie folk sort of vibe. I gathered that. I'm looking at the album artwork right now. Oh, tell me about it. It's very, it, well, it's just that. It looks like credits to Juno, the uh, movie. Yes. Like it's very collage, soft, relaxed. Yeah. yeah. It looks like my diary from 2009. Oh, but yeah. A, bit, a better version. Totally. Obviously. She reminded me a little bit for our Aussie listeners. I'm just kidding. We only have Aussie listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Not the French ones. Not the French ones. But they would hate my pronunciation. Bonjour if you're listening. We. <laughs> oui. She reminded me a little bit of Lisa Mitchell. Oh, yes. That yes. sort of like really indie. Coin laundry. Yes. Got you. Like quite like kitsch in a way. Yeah, like Sarah Blasco. Yes. Katie miller Heidick kind of stuff. Yes. Okay, got you. Yeah. Yes. So it was giving me a little bit of that. Sure. Um I will put, I mean, I, I want to threaten to put a little bit in, but I'll get sued. So I better not. Uh, she has performed her music on Jimmy Fallon Live. Okay. Who, might I add, little fun fact for you, in the clip that she does the interview interview component for this music yeah. performance, uh, Jimmy Fallon's like, oh, my God, I held you as a baby. Oh. And I'm like, What? That is such a classic old person thing to say, though. Like, don't you ever go to any events? And everyone's like, ah, oh, hell did you? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, You're like, well, I don't remember. Well, go get me another sparkling. That's right. Yeah. I can drink now. <laughs> so pass it over, Jimmy. She does seem really nervous in that interview as well. Aww. I'll pop in like a little bit of the interview here just nice. so that you can hear it. Uh, I thought it was funny. I looked at your Instagram uh, bio. Uh, this is uh, Maya underscore Hawk, and under here it says uh, Tony Hawk's daughter. Uh, so there, your dad must your dad must really love that. 
I don't know why it's funny, but it makes me laugh when no, I look at it. No, it made me laugh too. I got okay, it. Cool. I got it. Yeah, I go, yeah, okay. yeah. Because yeah, yeah, okay, you're good. not Tony Hawk's daughter. No, yeah. I know. No, but uh, you, you're a great actor, and I talked to your. I think it was your dad or your mom last time they were on, and I was talking about how proud you are. Oh, it was your dad. Yeah, yeah. Dad yeah. saw you perform. Oh. And oh, my, as a backup singer for my brother? Yes. Yeah, that was his favorite moment. He got weepy. <laughs> he got weepy. And he goes, I'm just so proud of my kids. I think he likes seeing my ego settle in, you know? Stand behind my brothers yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. A, but you, you have a, uh, a song that's released right now out at midnight tonight. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, it's out. Thank you. you. Can, now, I'm going to... Uh, hopefully, uh, Therese, I think, is how it's pronounced. Yeah. But it's, it's spelled T-H... E-R-E-S-E. -E. Yeah, it has two little guys on it, too. Little yeah, French guys. Yes. Therese. Yeah. yeah, as I said, she performed her music live on Jimmy Fallon, Lafayette in London, and Sirius X. I've never heard of that. I've never heard know. of Sirius XM. No. But she did perform live there. Okay. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she's done pretty well yes. in terms of being a relatively new artist. I mean, launching in 2020, lockdown vibes, and then 2022 for her second album, which is pretty new, new <laughs> on the scene. This is really um, adding to the pile of Maya next to the producer credit. It's like, and suddenly, incredibly successful artist. Suddenly, singer. <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> well, I do actually, on that note, Jesse, I do want to hear what were some of the comments underneath the Sirius XM video? I've got one person that says, don't fall in love with Maya Hawk challenge task failed. Cute. Um, we've got um, three kind of like upset frowny faces and then underneath that it says the rasp omggd and then two love hearts she which is what i that. i yeah. mentioned earlier she's got that scar joe raspy voice she does have that beautiful like huskiness to yeah. her voice yeah i'm doing a poor man's version of that today um we've got another comment that says i want to marry this woman and then the last one mon says yay nepotism Oh, sizzle. Spicy. I mean, yay, nepotism. I mean, yeah, I mean Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. A right? great tagline. <laughs> exactly. Let's sue them. Can we have it for the podcast? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Obsessed with it. Nice. Now, Jessie, my favorite thing to talk about, she has attended the Met Gala. Stop. Yeah. What? 2018 and then again in 2023. This came out of nowhere for me. <laughs> Wild. Wild. Your favorite event. I love it. Okay. Her, um, I particularly liked her 2023 outfit. I have okay. put a photo in front of you there, Jesse. Can yes. you please describe it for me? Of course. What was the theme for 2023? It was a, um, a line of beauty, the Karl Lagerfeld. Oh, because of. Yeah. Rip Carl. Right. Rest in peace. Um, yes. So Maya is wearing, it, it's it's kind of like Courtney Love does Snow Queen from Narnia. I think mm. she's in like a it's big cape, right? Big um, flower applique cape with a gorgeous like point heel, some really cute stockings and like a messy rocker fringe. She yeah. looks like a princess. Her bob looks like beautifully crimped in this yeah. as well. It's very like. I mean, it's the classic like Hayley Bieber, I just woke up, but you spent hours doing it. It is 100% that, but you believe it with Maya. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. It's yeah. really cute. She was in Prada for this, okay. a full Prada outfit, which we love. Okay, we love. And I mean, I just thought this was stunning. I was like, this really suits her. Like it's very like old world elegance. Yeah, she looks beautiful. 
Can I ask? I wonder if mum and dad got to go or just the baby. Ooh. Imagine that. Oh, guys, sorry. Didn't look into that. Sorry, you didn't get invited. Oh, that's weird. Anyway, I'm going. Seems like I'm more famous than you. I'm going to take both your faces and go. <laughs> combination of the two i'm bringing you with me in in my heart no no one asked about you um (laughs) weird though weird (laughs) well she has gone on to do campaigns for dior prada calvin klein mew mew and of course her first campaign with all saints huge pretty crazy yeah so jesse that brings us to our final thoughts and of course our ranking okay what are we thinking this is hard because like i would I feel like she's in the same like I, I like her in a mod way, but then like for some reason the the producing and the music thing that did is, irk me too is irking me. And but why? Why can't I just let? Women it was more do, the producing thing for me yeah. for some reason. The music yeah. I was like, yeah, go off if you want to do music, do music. And she does have a nice voice. I mean, yeah, she got that beautiful rasp. Yeah. Um, whether she's like a classically saint, like trained singer, yeah. is questionable. Yeah. It is. Um. But uh, for some reason, the producing was more of an irk for me. It did irk me. Okay. I think I'll do four. You can't, babe. You've got Hayley at that. You do have a bump, by the way. You do have one bump per season. We've got three people to cover still. I don't know if you want to use that. I'll do. All right. I'll do three. Nice. I'll do three. Yeah. And I'll keep my bump. Good one. Good one. Three for Maya, three. I've got to like really think mine through. It's tricky. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going. No, I'm going to put her at four. Nice. Yeah. Okay, nice. Thank you so much for listening to episode. Are we up to episode five? Yeah. Oh my God, episode five. We did it. Of Nepo Baby. Please reach out in our DMs. We would love your encouragement slash criticism. Why not? Um, Tell us who you want us to cover. Tell us Um, if you've seen any of the movies that Maya Hawke's done. (laughs) Harsh. (laughs) Sorry. Wild like, I certainly haven't. <laughs> well, Wildcat yeah. was that weird one about Flannery. So yeah, that's true. It's niche. It's very niche. I want to know. If you're out there and if you've seen it, let us know. Don't make me watch that. Please. <laughs> Slide in the DMs. Who should we cover? Who should we not? Criticisms and constructive criticisms, of course. And we'll see you next week. My name's Monica. I'm Jessie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let us break it down on the nipple, baby.